Hello, everyone. Welcome to Game Junk Prototype, episode 38, recording on November 27th, 2020. My name is Frank. My name is Sean. And my name is Andrew. We are recording on Black Friday, the ultimate day for gamers. Happy Thanksgiving to our American friends. Yeah, happy Thanksgiving. It's Black Friday. Who cares? That's over. <laughs> that, was, that was yesterday. Let's get real here. Uh, this is what it's all about. Hashtag buy, buy, buy. Gotta buy it all. Uh, <laughs> where uh-huh. are you guys at with your Black Friday purchases? Well, I bought a few things. I'm not allowed to show them on screen because Frank doesn't want to be disgusted, but I'm going to show it anyway. I, actually, this I didn't buy this on Black Friday. I bought this previously, but it was $50 off at Best Buy, and I was able to price match and get $50 back. But whoa, whoa, whoa. A, so it was $50 off. How much was that thing? That hunk of garbage rolled in? Originally, $100. Oh, my God. You paid $100 for that? So so for our non-video uh, listeners, why don't you tell them what it is? So this is a, yes. <laughs> so it's a Samsung Glap. G-L-A-P. Glap. Jay's losing it right now. Like, why don't you just get it, like have an Android clip and use a, a Bluetooth controller or it's just I have a that. I have that. I just wanted something a little better because I find that the, the clip things when you're using like an Xbox or uh dual shot, well, I have the one for the Xbox controller. It's just weighted weird. I don't like using it for long periods of time. So I just, you know, I wanted, the, I was actually looking at the razor Kishi, which is more expensive than this. And, uh, also the problem so it's kind of good and bad the kishi actually plugs directly into your phone so less lag but my goal with this one was it's bluetooth i thought i could use it for iphone and android but apple who frank loves said fuck that we're not letting you use this even though you can actually pair with it it just doesn't work for no reason no good reason why we will not allow hunk of trash products to connect to our devices <laughs> anyway i do like it but the one complaint i have about it is if you look at the shoulder buttons here they're kind of in a weird spot where you can't you basically have to have like two I don't fingers wanna, I'm, I'm averting my eyes i cannot look at that thing anymore so it's hard to, it's hard to go between the shoulder buttons with one finger what are but those buttons that, good uh, lord be nice i might have to, i might have to pick one of these glaps up Glap it, it up. I mean, 50 bucks at Best Buy right now. So, again. so how does it work? It like pulls apart and then it fits a phone of any size, basically? Yeah, oh. that's right. Let me let me just show you. Here. <laughs> oh, beautiful. Take that. Oh, yeah. Put your, put your phone in between here. Uh, this is VIP technology Perfect. right here. Oh, So it looks like a switch. For 50 bucks? No brainer. Very nice for your xCloud gaming needs. No Although they did just say that they're going to, they're they're looking at potentially re- releasing uh, smart TV apps for XCloud in the near future. So this this does have a two point three out of five stars on Best Buy Canada right now. So oh yeah, it's, it's a real it's a real sl- hot slightly yet less than middle of the road review. <laughs> uh, anything else, Sean? Uh, a few things. I mean, I did the whole Game Pass top up thing. Oh shit! I forgot to do that. Thirty yeah, bucks is that over? for three months. No, I think it's still going on. But usually, most stores you can only buy one per store, so you got to go like buy a bunch from different stores to max out <laughs> your your Game Pass 
extension. Uh, I got, and I also got uh, Tony Hawk and Watch Dogs, which I've just barely started playing. But yeah, yeah. I mean, lots of games that I'm actually surprised are on sale right now. So feels like uh, retailers are a little desperate this year, maybe. I don't know. Perhaps, Frank. Well, let's get to Hawk first. Oh, okay. Well, I uh, went to my library. I picked up <laughs> four games for free. And that's the extent of my Black Friday event spending. I actually totally, I am so out of it. I actually thought today was Thursday for some reason and that Black Friday was tomorrow. So I wasn't even looking at stores. I just assumed everything was not started yet. I'm out of it. I, I don't even know what's going on. I'm deep in the rum and coke, loving life, <laughs> not paying attention to anything. So enjoy the show, boys. I mean, <laughs> most of the sales have been you. going on all week, really, but. Just make sure you don't play any VR tonight. You might uh, have a, a VR hangover tomorrow. <laughs> Maybe I will. Maybe I will. <laughs> well, awesome. I bought a couple digital games. I bought uh, Watch Dogs, Watch Dog, Watch Dogs Legion. Watch Dogs Legion. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I find it so hard to say that game. Uh, and Man Eater. I bought that. Uh, mm. Did you give that a try yet? I did. I played a little bit. It's okay. I like animals. I like playing as animals. That's about that's about the highlight so far. Wasn't super impressed with that one. But, you know, I went out today, just take a look at some stuff, walked into Walmart. No shoppers had any Xbox Series S's. You know, I was walking in the Walmart electronics section. I just asked, you know, any chance you got any Series X's or PS5s? We know a lot of people looking for PS5s, so I'm like, thought i'd ask who knows what's gonna happen and uh they did have some series x's there so uh Mm. picked up a couple of those and uh (laughs) i kept one and then i had friends who were trying to find one so um supplied them including you uh, drop big money at walmart yeah unfortunately like it's who cares (laughs) you don't get any rewards or anything it's just you know hard to find them so uh i hooked a I hooked hooked someone up and myself up, which is good. And uh, I've played it a bit. I hooked hooked it up. I started downloading stuff that actually took quite some time. I will uh, say the packaging. People were creaming over this packaging. That's all I heard about is, oh, my God, the packaging. They've, They've reached Apple level with their packaging. I mean, it's okay. Let's not get crazy here. I've got a couple of Sonos products here and there. It's about on par with that. Like, it's got some nice black styrofoam. I will certainly say that. I, I like that. But, you know. You're not going to impress the Apple fanboy here. No. It was, yeah, it was pretty good. to get this in Sean's hands. <laughs> it was. Uh, see, see a real take. It was nicer. by. I'll say this. By leaps and bounds, way better than the PS5 packaging. I will concede packaging in these toxic console wars for forever they won the packaging more or battle i should say <laughs> the packaging battle uh, so uh I, re- I played a bit of gears tactics which i was liking a little bit um that's really all i haven't noticed that big of a difference oh i should say i really like the controller i know it's very similar to the old one but they've added some grips on the bottom the uh the shoulder buttons 
also not shoulder the triggers have some grip on them which is pretty nice and the d-pad like slightly curved up like a little bit of a change to the d-pad similar to uh one of the detachable d-pads on the elite controller and it's pretty good too very responsive so um in general not a major upgrade but definitely an upgrade with the controller user interface basically exactly the same um yeah it didn't feel like a next gen experience yet i haven't played that much so it's tough to say although gears tactics i think was running like 60 frames 4k and it it looked really good so uh that was nice but i just got it out of my system i've been looking for this thing everywhere it's like should i buy this oh well it's a it's a shopper's redemption day no one has them so the soonest i'm gonna get it at shoppers is probably february like, can I wait that long? I can't, I can't wait that long. I, I got, it's going to drive me nuts. I got to make it so happen. You, so you got a Series S or X? X. 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 S. Okay. <laughs> it's good. <laughs> 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 we losers would get a Series S. Well, no, I just, come on. It is a little interesting, though. I, like, I have talked to a couple people who got Series Xs. And of course, I'm like, oh, so what do you what are you playing on these things? And everybody's just like, ah, just old games, stuff from yeah. my backlog, you know. That's kind of weird. That I mean, I, I don't know. It's just like when you get excited about a new console, you want to play a new game, and there's just nothing. Yeah, exactly. That's what we've talked about forever. And you guys were always saying, well, you got Game Pass. That's pretty good. And yeah, okay, <laughs> that's fine. Game, game Pass is good. I'm just not that excited about it. And uh, you know the. I understood Huck's sentiments that there's no real reason to buy one. I disagree. I think there are reasons to buy a PS5. I think there are launch games that are really good. Uh, But Xbox, unless you're a fan of the ecosystem and looking to upgrade or just insane like me, then yeah, no real reason. But we got to get to what this leads into, which... Well, hang on, hang on. Before you move off of the Xbox, I must say, I think that the smart delivery concept that they have is actually quite, quite good. Because I agree. I'm looking at here's here's a case of Call of Duty Black Ops. Let's see if we can get that on screen. It's probably backwards, which makes it well, shit. But I think you uh, might be a little it, embarrassed it, here, so just be careful what you say. I'm just saying, you buy the game and it says Xbox One or Xbox Series X. Yeah. Basically, you could put this disc in either console, and then once you upgrade, your disc is still good. Oh, yeah. Well, guess like, what, bud? Don't speak too soon, because you picked the oh, one game okay. where Uh-oh. you do not get the upgraded executable for Series X if you put that in your in your console. Really? You, you play the, the Xbox One X version of that game on your Series X. To play the executable for your Series X, it is a different game, and if you didn't buy the... He's holding up Call of Duty Cold War, by the way. You had to buy... Like, see how you see the X in the corner of that yeah. one? This is Watch Dogs Legion. Watch Dogs Legion right is different. That one, you automatically get the, um, the hmm. upgraded version. That is not the case with Call of Duty. So, it is still... Oh, I do notice that. The Xbox... Oh, yeah. Hang on, let me... Versus Xbox One on the case. Very subtle. Yes. So you got fooled. 
you got fooled. That's why I said, I didn't buy either of them. That's why I said, be careful. I said, be careful. And you didn't listen. Uh, (laughs) Luckily, I don't have a Series X yet, so I didn't even notice. Yeah, you're fine. You're good. But now you know, and people listening know. Now, I believe you can upgrade if you bought the, only the digital version, though. If you bought the digital version of um, Cold War and you... I think you can upgrade it for $10. I'm trying to help my friends with that right now, but it is very confusing. I'm trying to figure that out. And in general, you know, you just got unlucky. You picked the one game where it's really messed (laughs) up on how you do that. Two options. Yeah. Two options for the library. That's one of them. So, um, I, I don't know. It's other than that. I agree. It's really good. Um, but really the same thing kind of applies for PlayStation. They, the only thing that doesn't work nicely, which we have to give credit to Xbox for, is save games and cloud saves working seamlessly. So for 95% of the population, that is a beautiful, beautiful thing. I know you're both big fans of it. For people who have a certain affinity for trophies and achievements, like myself, <laughs> I don't want that. I want separate SKUs and the potential to play games twice. So um, I prefer the option on PlayStation. You might call it toxic tribalism. You might call it whatever you want. (laughs) I want the potential to get trophies for two versions of games. You're you're talking about wanting two trophies. Meanwhile, you were the first to jump on this Miles Morales double trophy pop in one go thing. Yeah, I got two. Why didn't you just... Yeah, but why didn't you just not unlock it? Why didn't you not up- upload your save and just play through it twice and get the double trophy with the double the if, effort? Look, if I can get double the trophy with zero the effort, then that's a much better proposition. <laughs> oh, well, then- <laughs> okay. Spoiler alert, I also did it for Spider-Man Remastered, which just had that <laughs> patch this week. And uh, so that was a platinum in about uh, half a second, which feels real good. <laughs> And hey, it's not like of trophies. And I did have to get two, three extra trophies that didn't auto pop. They have a a DLC expansion uh, with some extra trophies. Two of them I had, but three I had to get. So I actually had to play the game and do something to get a hundred percent, which I did. So speaking of trophies, huge news. Uh oh. Guess who got his first platinum this week? Uh oh. I think I'm looking at him. Unless it's your son. <laughs> Well, it was combined effort, really. <laughs> uh, yeah, had to had to go all in on uh, Astro's Playroom. So uh, huge, huge platinum. Maybe you're hooked. How did it feel? Game of the year? Not that great. <laughs> I mean, that, so those trophies were just kind of like they're not even they're not hard, and I don't know how you would ever know some of these things without looking them up, right? Like that's right. I don't really understand that aspect of trophies. Like they're hidden trophies, but there's no way you're ever going to find half these things on your own. Mm, I mean, every game's different, but typically hidden trophies are story related things. Um, there's not many that hidden ones that you would never be able to figure out on your own. I don't think, but there are exceptions. Don't get me wrong. Hmm, okay. Um, so every game's different. But uh, yeah, let's just talk about it while we're here, while we're talking about these new consoles. 
Uh, I won't call it a console war. I don't want to participate in that um, environment <laughs> anymore. Um, there are two new consoles, both of which are great, and each one is probably perfectly suited for different types of gamers. And perhaps both are suited for a particular gamer, like myself, who opted to buy both consoles. I want to remain neutral in this insane battle that's taking place. And, I, you know, I don't even want to acknowledge it anymore. But um, Phil Spencer uh, came out and said that tribalism with the consoles is one of the worst things in gaming right now. I think he called it toxic among other things. I really didn't read the full article. It seemed like, uh, to be fair, it was probably like just pulling some quote out and making it into some big deal. So I don't even know, but, uh, what do you guys think? I've seen lots of takes on this where people are like, well, they're the ones claiming their consoles, the most, most powerful console ever. Um, they're also the ones that, you know, put out some little memes about using the stand on their consoles. Like I know Phil doesn't personally represent all of the company and that stuff is done by marketing departments, but you know, Xbox has certainly participated in the essence of a console war in some way. It's not like they've been above that stuff uh throughout their marketing and stuff like that so i i don't really i I honestly don't think it's a big deal at all um people are always going to pick sides on these things we we can talk we did talk a bit about this um uh when was it uh as to whether or not console wars are good oh and bethesda uh got acquired by microsoft and i think we touched on it a bit but what do you guys think is this a disgusting area of the current uh, gaming landscape is it a complete debacle what do you think well i mean i think competition is always going to be good for the consumer right so i i think the console wars are kind of a good thing from a lot of perspectives i kind of see what he's saying like i think there are people who take it a bit far who are you know, actively rooting for another company to fail and, and, you know, taking things a bit too far maybe, but I, I don't see there being a a problem with, you know, two companies kind of going head to head and kind of trying to one up each other. Like that's, that's what the spirit of business is. That's, you know, where innovation comes from. Uh, Well, I think a lot of it is basically surrounding as far as I know, comment sections and Reddit and stuff like that, where people, right. I, I mean, who cares? Like that's, that's the internet today. Unfortunately. I know that's the, this is the way it goes. And no one's like those comments. Maybe some people listen to them. I don't know, but it, even within those comments, it doesn't feel like anyone's mind is ever changed. So what difference does it make anyway? It's just people, you know, sounding off about something. And ultimately it's, it's not like, Oh, you convinced me. You changed my mind. Like you have your opinion. It's voicing it in probably stupid ways. Sometimes. Um, I, I know people call me a PlayStation fanboy. I'm just commenting on whatever to me is the better product or service at any given point in time. I went from, Xbox 360 to PlayStation 3. Then for a period of time, Xbox One was better for me. 
then PlayStation 4 caught up, and I think PlayStation 5 is better than Series X. It may change. I don't know. Lots of things can change. Uh, I've moved back and forth. I've always gone from phase to phase, and lately, nothing has really made me switch phases uh, between stuff. And I mean, it, it's weird that it's kind of always about Xbox and PlayStation, because to me, the Nintendo community is always the worst for this stuff. They're, they're definitely the least, um, aggressive. I would say like the Xbox and PlayStation communities, just in the comment sections I see seem to be like the most annoying basically. But I guess Nintendo commenters tend to be annoying for a different reason in their unbridled, unwavering defense of Nintendo, no matter what they do. And that's where that gets really annoying that any decision Nintendo makes is the right decision. They've never done anything wrong. And every other company hates their consumers, but Nintendo, man, they just want to make the best game possible. And if it gets delayed for 10 years, then okay, who cares? Like, I just want to play the best version of Metroid (laughs) prime four ever. That's it. So, yeah, I mean, uh, it's interesting how Nintendo, pulled themselves out of that whole race essentially right like yeah. starting with the Wii, they kind of just said we're not even going to try to keep up with the joneses it's not about the technology uh or, or like it's not about sort of the you know cutting edge graphics and stuff for us it's about trying to come up with interesting new ways to play games and it's really worked out well for them obviously well to use my film junk uh like my hated cliche of every filmmaker just saying I'm a storyteller. It boils down to being a storyteller. (laughs) I feel like that cliche with Nintendo is ultimately we're a toy company. We make toys for people to play with and experiment with. That's all we care about. Like that's, that's their version of it. It's gross. Just make some good (laughs) games for fuck's sakes, which they do. Don't get me wrong, but it's, it's been a while. Speaking of Nintendo, I think like the console wars, like in my perspective, was it, wasn't hasn't really been that big since the Genesis Super Nintendo days when literally like you would like you would shit on your friends if like they weren't in the same camp as you you know what I mean like if you were a Genesis kid and your friend had a Super Nintendo you couldn't believe it you were like oh you're losing it okay this might be me in my uh my un I guess how I'll switch sides pretty quickly, but I got a Genesis for Christmas one year and then super Nintendo came out around the same time or shortly thereafter. And immediately I, I was like, maybe I defended the Genesis a bit, but it was like, okay, this is way better. I can't even deny it. I I want this so bad. If I could go to my friend's house to play their super Nintendo, I would believe me. They weren't coming over to play my Genesis ever. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Don't get me wrong. I had friends that loved the Genesis. And as an older gamer, I certainly appreciate the Genesis even more. Uh, But, you know, in my youth, I was, uh, I did not defend the Genesis all that much. I was attached to it. I was attached to their stuff. I had a Sega CD. Um, But the second I could personally afford a Super Nintendo, uh, that happened. But also just like the sheer advertising, like, you know, Sega does what Nintendo don't like. You don't <laughs> see Xbox taking the same shots at Sony 
that that Sega used to take at Nintendo and vice versa. And also, there was no internet back then. Like, can you imagine if that sort of uh, yeah. marketing was used today in the internet age? Forms would be going crazy, like defending or attacking whichever ad came up as like the go-to ad for the time. I think it was just, I think if the internet was around back when those two consoles were really at each other's throat, it would have been, it would have been even worse than just like, you know, the playground, you know, arguing and bickering that used to happen. You know, it would have been crazy. And now, well, nowadays I mean, there's just not. I mean, the the war is being waged on social media now though, right? So it's all about getting the memes that, catch attention and there's certainly been some attempts between microsoft and sony to throw a few little barbs here and there but i mean i i do i do see phil spencer's point just from the the point of view of you don't want one company to completely fail and tank because i think that does hurt the industry as a whole uh so it's always good to have alternatives and and other companies kind of trying to do their thing so just look at ea sports and hockey right now their product is absolute trash <laughs> and they have no competition mm-hmm. so they have no no market force to try to make it better they could just shit out nhl roster updates with no improvements to their defensive ai or uh, <laughs> user ai and uh just keep making money bring back wayne gretzky hockey I will kill Frank again at that game. Let's go. <laughs> We're going to have to play again at some point. Oh, of I, course. Of course. I cannot stand this anymore. Don't you have one of the... Well, Sean can bring his uh, retro capture card. We'll stream that bad boy. Oh, yeah. This time, I don't want to play with Sean before our game oh, to bring down go. my skill go. <laughs> Oh, good excuse, bud. Good excuse. Well, maybe uh, in a, I'll play with Sean and then whoop your ass okay. and then we'll see what happens. Maybe in a year from now, we can make that happen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Anything else to add to this uh, current uh, landscape of two consoles releasing is, I guess, the best way to refer to it. I don't want to upset Phil. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think so. I have both. I am a neutral party in this. I mean, I have zero. Zero. I am a neutral party. Sean, so we, you are the one. You're the polarizing. <laughs> well, I, if, I mean, Frank called me and said, do you want a Series X point blank? And I said, mm, no, I'm okay. So I guess I'm uh, siding with Sony on this one. And this was the the person defending Xbox, saying I was crazy. I was cuckoo bananas for saying it was over, that this console war, uh, pardon me, that Sony... <laughs> made the better product and i don't think the other company could gain that much market share over the next couple of years maybe that's how i'll say it i i I think it's going to be tough for them to make up a market share of course i hope xbox succeeds and thrives and i will continue to buy and support their products and most likely hardly play them uh all right let's move on so some news we didn't get to it last week. I don't have a ton to say about this. The The game awards for 2020 were announced last week. Now, I have to say, I I don't follow the game awards that closely. I guess I 
might watch a bit of it the night it's on because there's some trailers and announcements that are kind of interesting. Um, I think it's cool that they happen though. I, I like that it's becoming a thing and it's becoming more popular. Uh, this year felt like, I don't know if there was less releases by any traditional year standards, but to me, I could have guessed almost every nominee, uh, at least in game of the year and most other categories. So not surprisingly, the biggest, uh, nominee, uh, game is last of us part two in many different categories, which I believe seems pretty obvious. Uh, the game of the year nominees, animal crossing, new horizons, which I would concur with. It is a great game. Uh, doom eternal, which I have not played. Yeah. I mean, that is a little bit surprising to see that in there. I, I feel like in a, a normal year, maybe it wouldn't get to sneak in there, but I guess if I was I looking at things that could have replaced it, I would think maybe I'm surprised. I thought, I thought you'd be pissed at Neo two's not in there. I have, I haven't played it. So that's embarrassing for oh, me. And I thought you had played that one. No, no. Um, but now there apparently is going to be a free upgrade and I got to see if those trophies auto pop and figure out. All that. Anyways, <laughs> uh, that's a whole other thing. No, no time for that. Um, the, um, I thought half-life Alex, I was surprised that yeah. was not a game of the year nominee because it is nominated for game di- direction. I thought that might be a better fit than doom eternal to be fair. Mm-hmm. Uh, final fantasy seven remake, which as I've stated before, other than obvious Astro's playroom, is the game of the year as far as I'm concerned. Uh, uh, where's Astro's Playland? <laughs> where's the ride, boy? It's missing. <laughs> I think based on its size alone and, you know, what it is, I don't think it led it to consideration. I object. I do object. I think it is amazing. Sean, it's the only game you've ever platinumed, so you must think it's pretty good. I, I mean, it's definitely going to be on my top 10. I don't know where yet, but it'll be in there. Okay. Uh, and just for the record, for the auto-popping trophies, it's only because they're giving me the option. If there was no option, like if Last of Us 2 has a PS5 version and they choose not to auto-pop the trophies, I will welcome replaying that game. I just can't replay it if I'm not getting something for it. That's my problem. I admit it. I have a problem. (laughs) Anyway, Ghost of Tsushima, very good game. I probably wouldn't have it in my game of the year, but it's it's debatable. Uh, Hades, only played a bit of it. think it's very good so far. I don't know if I can weigh in on whether I think it deserves game of the year uh, status at this point. Yeah, I mean, the one... I would say again, not not the kind of game maybe you would expect to be. Like you kind of expect it to be all like AAA games in the game. I feel like they're category. kind of shifting that. Where every but, year it's, they kind of throw in one indie game that's, and it's yeah, pretty much and, and whenever a foreign uh, also picture nominated foreign language film gets nominated at the Oscars, you like well that's going to win foreign language film right? Like so it's yeah. they're kind of uh, telling their hand here. I'm assuming Hades is going to win best independent game, but. I think it's cool that they do that, though. Also, not to be all conspiracy, but uh, Supergiant Games is run by Greg Kasavin, who used to be in journal in game journalism, 
So I'm sure he still has a lot of connections to all the game journalists that whoa, vote whoa. on this. Be careful. So I'm sure there's a little, you know what I'm saying, a little love for Greg going on. I don't I, know. I think Hades is... Supergiant makes great he, games. Pretty universally loved. The, yeah, the reviews for Hades have been off the charts. So. I, I'm just saying, they might get a little Nintendo-esque bump. You know what I'm saying? It's because <laughs> of Greg. I don't, I don't know about that. I can't speculate. I will not speculate. I did. Uh, and finally, Last right. of Us Part 2. Put the ride down, bud. You're going down some bad paths. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, it's, it's spiced rum, actually. Oh, I pardon me. Spiced rum. Uh, Last of Us Part 2, also the other nominee. I mean... I everything else is just kind of variations on this. Uh, the exception would be Ori and the Will of the Wisps. Definitely is thrown in in some of these categories. Some other interesting ones: um, Carrion in indie. Um, yeah, I was happy to see that in yeah. there for sure. Oh, actually, sorry, I, I'm an idiot. Oh, maybe I'm not. Sorry, that's debut indie. My my bad. I was looking. At, Hades is an indie game. I like the idea of debut indie. I, I don't know if they've done that before. I think they might have, but uh, I'm certainly not interested in, you know, some of the esports stuff and content creator things. I'm sure people are, just not my cup of tea. Uh, but one game I want to try, which is nominated in best narrative, is Thirteen Sentinels, which is by Vanillaware, which did um, I think it was Dragon's Crown. And they did the Miramasa game. Oh, yeah, yeah. They, they like, specialize in Odin Sphere. Yeah. They do a lot of, like, 2D, really great art action games. And I don't, you know what? I didn't even know this 13 Sentinels game came out. Yeah, me neither. I just heard that about was- it a couple days ago. I think it came out not too long ago, but I didn't even know. It wasn't even on my radar at all. So I, I definitely want to check that one out. The Metacritic's off the charts, 86. Is it? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, that was that was one of the ones that like I mean, sometimes you go through these lists and you're like, "Oh, what are what are the cool games that I haven't heard of that I should check out?" And I, you know, with games, it's not as frequent that you see stuff in there that you haven't heard of, but that was the one that kind of was like, "What is that?" Oh, it looks like it is a visual novel type thing. Where the other games yeah. Huck mentioned are certainly action games. Uh this one seems like it's a different genre. But yeah, I'm still curious. Now, here's a question. What is the Games for Impact category? What is the meaning behind yeah, that just one? just looking at that. Uh, I'm assuming, like, whether it's social justice or awareness of certain social issues, that's... Is that what it is? I'm almost positive, yeah. I'm trying to find the nominees. Hmm. Maybe not, though. Let's... Games for Impact... It's, it's yeah. I guess it's a term that's becoming used for games with a purpose beyond play. So I guess it's just you know games that have a message or like sort of a, more of a, a art behind them. I guess I don't really know. But. I guess yeah. I, it might be like so. I don't on know. The game I, Awards I, website. Yeah. On the Game Awards website, it says for a thought-provoking game with a pro-social meaning or message. Okay. okay. Yeah, uh, I'd never heard of this if found game. Yeah, there was a bunch That's there I, I didn't I didn't know about. Uh, for a second, I thought, uh, oh no, they have an award in particular for accessibility. That's a different award. So, do you guys know that, what this 
Kentucky Route Zero TV edition is specifically? Is that just like all five episodes bundled into one? I think so. Yeah. Okay. The I think is if found uh, an Annapurna game. Don't know. Sounds I feel like, like I've it. seen something about it, but actually, you know, the the mobile category. That's one where it's like, I don't know that it is Annapurna. I, continue. I, I would I would go to the mobile game category and and hope to see some like you know quirky interesting stuff, but it's just a lot of big you know like Call of Duty Mobile. Like okay, <laughs> I don't know. That's a weird category. I guess it makes sense for something like Among Us or Genshin Impact. Like that's on consoles. So is that really a mobile game? I don't What's know. the name of that at, stupid at, thing you bought? Huh. What's the name of that thing you bought for Glap? Yeah, Glap. You got to Glap it up. You got to get Call of Duty Mobile. <laughs> you got to get. Uh, you got to try Genshin Impact on that thing when you're taking a shit or something. Like I, I do have it. I did download it on okay. that phone. Anyway, good. Android. Good. I must say it is weird that Among Us is on here now. I don't know when it came out on mobile, but it came out like in 2017 on Steam. Yeah, that it's game. a couple years old. So yeah. I know it's just kind of like hit its peak now maybe they just port it to mobile but i i kind of feel like that's a weird one to have in this category but i mean it is definitely popular right now so i guess it kind of makes sense yeah i mean it's one of those things too where it's like you know same with oscars and award show in general like do you pick sometimes nominees because you know they're popular and if it's in there people are going to pay more attention to your award show like i guess that could be a factor too but Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah, I can't seem to find when the mobile version of Among Us came out. Okay, I, that's all I have to say. I guess I'm pulling for uh, um, Final Fantasy VII remake. I doubt it'll win much, but that's that's who I would be picking for most of these. The weird okay. thing is, if and you if you would have told actually- me that ahead of time at the beginning of the year, I would have said you are crazy. <laughs> yeah, before it came out, for sure. That was looking like it was going to be brutal, because who knows what, what they would have done, but they pulled it off. Uh, but I wonder what the cutoff is for Game of the Year, because if you look at action-adventure game, uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order is in here, which came out in November of 2019. So I imagine the cutoff is like early November for the Game of the Year awards, so it's kind of like a November-to-November November award show, Yeah, which is a little weird. But I guess it makes sense. Yeah, you're probably going to see like Cyberpunk next year, I guess. Something like that. Mm-hmm. Well, you definitely will. Yeah. Okay, any thoughts on that? We done? Yeah, I mean, other like just kind of what you said, it's kind of cool that it's become the the de facto one. Like there were a few competing game award things before and nobody really paid that much attention to them. So it's kind of cool to see that this become a thing and that you know that people are paying attention to and kind of bringing attention to certain games although a lot of them are just games everyone knows already well it's an award show right we're supposed to uh acknowledge the best games those tend to be popular well and i think jeff Keeley is a good kind of spokesman for that he's been in the game industry like journalism side for a long time and apparently works hard because he could put together these big game award shows where he gets tons of exclusive trailers and, like, Death Stranding uh, exclusive things. Like, obviously, he has contacts within 
you know, many different areas of the game industry. And I think it's good that there is someone that can pull all that together. And didn't he have um, Reggie and who was it on stage at the same time? There was like, was it all three represented on stage at the same time, that one show? Or was it just Xbox and Nintendo? I don't remember. You guys remember know what I'm about? No. Oh, okay. Anyways, it seems like he's liked by everyone, basically, in the game industry. And so he makes, like, a perfect choice to, to run a show like this, I think. Yeah, for sure. Okay, what we played. Who wants to go first? Uh... I mean, I don't have much new to say. I guess I, I have been going back to Ghost of Tsushima, still really enjoying it. Uh, I don't know. I'm like still in Act One, pretty much at the end of Act One. So I don't know if I'm just getting into the grind now, but uh, I don't know. It's making me rethink. Like you know, I did pick up Watch Dogs, and I haven't really played enough to say, but I'm starting to like open up to open world games a little bit uh i don't know if i'm gonna change my mind on that but uh so far yeah i have been enjoying it and haven't gotten sick of it and it's potentially in my top 10 of the year so far i was gonna say i can riff off that because i also have been playing watchdogs legion and i would say that i am falling off open world games <laughs> okay and um i'm just finding this formula specifically the ubisoft formula is just getting a little old for me um especially when you kind of finish that first intro and then they let you loose in the city and i always found that like in gta games they keep all the quests fairly close to you you're able to just kind of slowly explore the world and it slowly opens up for you. That works <clears throat> excuse me. That works great for me. But in this Watchdogs game, like they let you loose and then the first quest is like way on the other side of the, I don't know about way on the other side, but it seems pretty far away on the map. So I immediately had to try to figure out, okay, can I jack cars in this game? Like is this like GTA? Do I have to run there? Uh, they don't really give you much guidance. Like, obviously I just went and jacked a car though after the while and then drove there, (laughs) but like, it was just too open too soon for me. And I, I think they do put a car beside you when you exit there, but I agree in general how they're doing the tutorial stuff in their games right now. The prompts are on screen for such a short amount of time. Like, I'm missing half of the stuff. Like, it doesn't make you do it to make it go away. It just puts it up for a second. I I don't even get to read all of it necessarily, or I experiment or hit a button the wrong way, and it's gone. And I'm like, what are you yeah. doing? Like, it, there's, there's a way to do this. And, and also with Watch Dogs, how you can, like, point at so many stuff and shit's constantly popping up. Like, do you want to distract this person? Do you want to hack this thing? Like, everywhere you look it's constantly popping up little bits of information of what you could do in the world. And it it, it gets distracting. Like you don't really know where to look. There's so much information on the screen at once. It's like you were saying, it's hard to then see the important information when it does pop up Yeah, because there is so much other information kind of like clouding the screen. Yeah. I would say uh, I'm probably about where you are. I think I did. I might be a little further. I think, 
I was surprised. There's actually some stuff I really liked. So coming from Valhalla, uh, which had a very clunky movement, like deliberately so, I think, and I, f- I felt it was really slow to get around places. Um, I actually think the movement is really fast, really responsive. Uh, even in stealth, you move very quickly, like actually accomplishing things and doing what I wanted to do um, felt good. Like it, it was quick. It was very refreshing coming from Valhalla. I love, 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 love that pickups off enemies are automatic. I don't have yeah. to hit a button. It's about time people <laughs> did that. Like this is not a skill. Hitting A when I'm beside something means nothing. I hear a sound. I see an icon. Perfect. Thank you. Uh, there was another thing they did that was context sensitive um, where it just automatically happened. And I'm like, oh, this is good. I'll, I'll see if it pops back into my mind. Um, so there are some cool things. I just think it's a, like a, like you said, a little too much going on at once. I think if I continue to play, I'll start to figure some of that stuff out. But um, that's fine. In general, both of the newest Ubi games, I'm not crazy about their storytelling at all. Like, I watched three cinemas, maybe four, in that opening half an hour to an hour, and I could barely tell you what's going on. I think I was confused as to yeah. whether I'm dead sec or Team Zero and what happened. <laughs> yeah, like, I was wondering the same like, thing. Like, what, what's going on here? Like, the storytelling is just not great yeah you're like the last hope for dead sec essentially and yeah it's not like totally I, clear I, I don't know when why. i was playing at first i was playing as this kind of mi6 guy that it, he's part of dead sec like he was talking yes. to the leader of yeah. dead sec but yeah he is part of it but so they're on the team of the uh, the government i'm yeah, still that's confused in, that's in the intro yeah, yeah i'm he, i'm no, still he, confused um to be like yeah, to be he, fair i'm sure the the dialogue and other things i mean it's kind of like the beyond good and evil trailer a while ago it just says fuck every three seconds yeah, for no so reason. many f-bombs i was playing this just before we started and karen was in the room <laughs> and i was like uh <laughs> And Kieran was just like, oh, they just can't stop swearing. What, yeah. what is going on with this game? If a kid says that, you're doing something wrong. Yeah. Like, just stop it. Who are you trying to... I I guess probably 13-year-olds like that. I don't know. Like, yeah, I guess I... felt I'd, a little bit like they were just trying too hard there. Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. Um, so I actually got through the first two... Like, I played through the intro, and then just before recording, I played the next two major missions. And... I just kept having issues. Uh, so the first uh, major issue I had where it was like, it was pointing me to, I had to go into a restricted zone, which is very Assassin's Creed-esque. And then I go in and it's telling me to hack this door up on like the second floor in the corner. So I sneak my way up there. I go to hack it and it says, oh, it's locked. I'm like, okay, that's shit. And then it shows you through like a red line. Yeah, which you have. You have to go to. Yeah, I love the that. Power. I really like that. And it's, but it's fucking on the other side of the building on the ground floor. So I now have to backtrack all the way to the opposite side at the very furthest point away from me. Like this is the first mission. Why are you doing this boring ass shit right away? Yeah, I mean, I don't know and, about that mission, but like. You're t- you're not talking about the one like where you break back into DeadSec, right? No, I was in some sort of like castle-y looking. But you thing. did Just like you you, you learned you you already learned the the rotating 
line mechanic, right? In yeah, that other- after that. Yeah, after that. Yeah, you're yeah, right. I would consider, it's after they set you free, after you get all your stuff in that dead sec okay, HQ. Right. So, and you do the, the, the brawling or the, the fist fighting. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, so you're further than me. But I actually really okay. I really like some of the puzzle stuff um, relating to, um, like, I was wondering, how are they going to make some of this hacking stuff interesting? Now, I haven't played the last two Watch Dogs. I played the first one a bit. But I actually thought, like, doing the line puzzles and tracking some of the stuff, uh, I like that they're kind of leaning towards hyper-unrealistic stuff for the sake of kind of gameplay. So I actually thought that stuff was okay. I'm, I'm not where you are yet, though. But um, there was one other thing I really... Oh, I don't know if I like or dislike this yet. I haven't played an open-world game where you have to drive a car probably since Grand Theft Auto 4 or Grand Theft Auto... the road? Sorry? Or on... Well, that I too, but say, I just, I haven't UK had to, to drive to get to a location, like compared to swinging webs in Spider-Man or riding a horse, like it's so limiting, like it's kind of annoying and they have auto drive options. Uh, but at a, the same time, I'm like, well, I haven't done this in a while. It's in a way it's kind of fun to drive a car again, but I mean, in Grand Theft Auto four, I would always just like teleport and do whatever anyway. So, mm-hmm. um, I don't know. I, like I said, I don't know where I stand on that yet. I just found it interesting that every open world game I love and complete, I don't drive a car in. And now I'm back to driving a car again. Yeah. It's that uh, mechanic you were talking about where you kind of like rotate an electrical, I guess, how would you even describe that? Like a directional. It's a circuit, basically, yeah, like it's connecting like a puzzle. circuits. You rotate around it, make it go the right way. And that's actually in Half Life Alex as oh, okay. well, that exact same mechanic. So I, I was kind of like, huh, I wonder who stole it first. Well, there is I mean, one thing. That anno- it's not that new, but. There is one thing annoying with that. If you hold L1, which is the hacking button, and yeah. like you use the right stick to aim at those things, if you, when you hover over one, it doesn't switch. You have to let go of L1 and press it again to focus on it, which is really oh. annoying. Yeah. I don't know how that made it. I'm sure there's a reason. Like it breaks something else, but that is brutal. Whoever came up with that. Uh, yeah. So just a little, I played a little further. So, uh, you, pl- you play that first area where I told you I had the problem with the restricted area. Then you go to this other where other area where you have to kind of like climb to the top of a building to change a billboard. That was okay. The like vaulting is a little clunky at times and like where you can vault and where you can jump over is a little clunky. But then the next mission after that, you have to like break into this prison kind of thing and then uh you have to talk to someone Uh, but it's really weird because you break into this prison there's all these like prison cells and it like gets you to unlock the prison cells but then after you do that there's no one in them and then it's like go find the guy and he's like way on the other side nowhere near a prison cell just in the middle of this like concrete area it's really strange. Like I could not follow the story of what was actually happening. So I killed a bunch of guys in the area and then I go to talk to him and I can't because there are some alerted guards near me because I had set off like the alert alarm or whatever. Oh yeah. This and, was like the ghost of Tsushima problem almost. Yeah. So a couple guards kind of like came at me and I killed them. And then it got to the point where there was one guy left and he was on. So 
if you think of it like an open courtyard, you're in a courtyard and then the buildings beside you, this guy was in the second floor roof like area and I was in the courtyard and because he was alerted, I couldn't talk to the dude. So I had to like backtrack all the way through the building to try to hunt down this, this asshole who literally has no idea I'm there. He's, there's no chance he knows where I am. And he's just running in a circle on the second floor like an idiot. Uh-oh. And yeah, AI I, Huck City I, getting pissed. I, I, no, you need I a nickname for game. you. Like I the arbiter the of AI? Oh. Well, it's just that it's just that you it's just so frustrating because now I have to waste my time going all the way back through the the like dungeon area I just cleared. Or what was your like your person's skills? Oh, I don't know. He was some <laughs> douchebag hacker guy that ran a dark net website. Like because I know some of them can have like uh, like this drone that they can fly on and do stuff like. Yeah, I don't even know what my guy's thing was. Oh, okay. He was a hacking, some sort of hacking skill or something. I was going to ask about that, like, with regards to the traversal. Like, do some of the people you can recruit have different traversal methods? I haven't even gone there yet. I There was, like, this thing where you can hold the left the L1 button, like Frank was saying, or LB if you're a real Xbox fanboy like me. And <sighs> you can <laughs> you can scan a guy... And then I noticed that when I scanned like a random NPC, the, if you hold the R1 button or RB button, it says like save this person to something. So I tried to like hold that down, but I couldn't tell where, where that information went. So it seems like you can use that to like recruit people or something because you can see their stats and you can see what their... Um, yeah, if you if you hover over are. them with L one, it'll like you can choose to target them for recruitment. I haven't gotten further than that yes. yet, where it's like, how do you advance that? But yes, exactly. So you can mark them somehow, but I never figured out how to actually like get them to join your team or anything like that. But literally after this like AI bug where I had to go all the way back through, I just ejected that disc, uninstalled it, <laughs> back, in, back in the library bag. <laughs> I'm done. I don't have time for that. I kind of I'm. In some ways, I think they're catering the game to this might be well, this is pure speculation that they're catering it to people who've played the first two, which I kind of like in some ways. Um, but I don't know, there's definitely an element of that, I would say, because I hate when I I remember Uncharted 2, the first mission was like I've played the first Uncharted six times, you're like really. <laughs> like making me walk super slow everywhere. I just want to play this game. So I don't know. I could see it both ways with that. I, I don't have a, a strong stance, but uh, when I was, well, it is when a- I reacted, when you said uh, Xbox fanboy, and I, went, Ugh. I, I wasn't doing that for being an Xbox fanboy. It was, you said the, the LB button, the bumper, <laughs> like undeniably a worse button than the L1 button <laughs> on playstation like the l the bumpers suck on xbox controllers we all agree with that right as a button you have to hold down they're fine whatever okay i'll take sean's silence as a yes i I agree with you i know they're not as good as your uh why can't i remember what this thing's called the glop the glop 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 like those buttons look insanely bad But maybe they're good. It, I, it's something you have to feel. I, I just, they look very strange. 
They're they're just set up only for one thing, like for using both fingers at the same time, like an index finger on one and middle finger on the other. If you have to alternate, it's not. Great. People do that. People put index on one button and savages. I guess it depends what game you're playing, but oh, I could never do that. Oh, I wish I could. It might actually be better. Like, I just that would break my brain. Anyway, uh, I played man. Eater? Eater, not Manhunter. Uh, it's okay. I, I like the movement with the shark. It's. Do you play as the shark? Yeah. It's like okay. an action game, open world action game where you play as a shark, which I just love that idea. Like I said, I like games where. And it's where, 3D, right? Yeah, 3D. where you play as animals. Uh, and I am liking it a bit, like the vibe, but the combat and like the first boat I fought, these like shark hunters. God, it was annoying. Like, it, it was not fun. So um, I'll probably push through for a platinum over the next few weeks, but, you know, it's... <laughs> Just a slight push. It's not uh, blowing me away at this point. I got, like, sevens everywhere. I'm like, who are re- who's reviewing these games? And then really Shark good games Shark get Week. eights. I'm like, something is off here. Something does not make sense. Um, was there anything else I played? I did a few more missions in uh, Cold War, which are pretty good. I, I, I played a bit of that. I just played the, uh, I guess, the first two missions. I just started the third one. I must say, I, I am so impressed with the level of detail in these Call of Duty games still. Now, I'm just playing on the Xbox One, and it's making me want to play. This is the one game I think would be really impressive on a higher-end console. Because I know they put a lot of detail. You can see it. They've scaled down the hair. They've scaled down the effects. They've scaled down the lighting. I, I can see it in the Xbox One version. I'm also running on an Xbox One like uh, original. So I already have a very low-end kind of last-gen console. I know it's disgusting. Uh, but I would like to see this game on a Series X or a PS5. Because I think it would be a pretty big upgrade. I did you have like chugging frame rate issues during the opening video and stuff? Okay. I did not. Cuz the audio was good, but the video was so chuggy and out of sync. I was like, "Oh, what's going on here?" But I figured it was just an Xbox 1 issue, but I thought the gameplay was pretty good. It was still that sort of like big set piece moment you expect from a Call of Duty game. It was the first two areas were pretty corridor uh like you know there wasn't much variety and then i just got in that mission where you hop on the helicopter and i think you go and start shooting stuff that's pretty the, fun the gun on the helicopter that's where i was just uh, sean the, the next mission is like full-on spy bud nice oh, stealth spy stuff going on you gotta check it out um i might i might it's pretty good it's it's not amazing by any means, but I, I, I just haven't played a Call of Duty campaign in so long. I'm kind of liking it. I guess I like the the concept of this one a bit more, the Cold War stuff, but whatever. Now, is the multiplayer different than Warzone? Is yeah. Is it like a separate multiplayer? Yeah. Okay. But Warzone, Warzone's still there, but okay. the actual maps for multiplayer and the weapon progression system and all that stuff is different. And I, okay. I've played more of that than I have the, the single player campaign. And I'm actually liking the multiplayer better than the last game. I find the maps. And the other one, like, Pete, there was so much lighting stuff going on. 
I'm sure they were trying to make it look good, but it really impacted gameplay where people could hide in shadows at the back of like second floors of buildings and you couldn't see them. And uh, I am liking these maps more than the previous game, but we'll see. I'll probably hate everyone on every map in a matter of uh, weeks. (laughs) Was there anything else I played? I don't think so. Gears Tactics, I played a half an hour. Like it just finished before I got here. And I, uh, it was pretty good. I mean, after playing Mario Rabbids, uh, I kind of know what I'm got the general idea with some of these tactics based games or turn based strategy. And the, uh, they added some cool stuff like reloading becomes a thing in this game. Now they have, um, the, uh, well, that's like XCOM. If you've played any of the XCOM games, it's, it's almost identical. I played this game when it first came to the PC. Yeah. Uh, a couple months ago. It's very, very similar to XCOM. Or the newer XCOMs, I but should say. Do they have uh, the other thing I was gonna say that I kinda like is the um uh the bayonet charges and stuff like that, the chainsaw mm-hmm. stuff. I th- I thought that was pretty good. And the actual yeah. kills make it a bit more interesting. XCOM had that too, right? Like I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I would say it's a little more cinematic than XCOM. They do a lot more like camera angles and stuff when you do stuff than I remember XCOM hmm. doing. I do like that. Or less a little more polished, I would say. And I guess I briefly, because it was the fastest thing I could download on the Series X while I was waiting for the big stuff to download, was it Superland that you had talked about, Sean, that I was interested in? Played about a half an hour of that, and it was pretty good. I, I, was, I was enjoying it. I haven't gotten into the uh, meat and potatoes, per se, of the game, but I, I, I was digging it. It was pretty cool. Yeah, I want to go back to that, for sure. I think that's it for me. Do you guys have anything else? I have a few more things. Okay. I uh, After Dwyer was talking about River City Girls, I fired that oh, yeah. up for maybe half an hour or 45 minutes. Was, was that on Game it. Pass? Yes. I didn't yeah. see it. Though. Okay, I, I'm going to download that after this. Um, it was pretty fun. It was a little slower paced than I was expecting, like the combat speed. I think I still prefer Streets of Rage 4 over this game of the like it seems like this like 2d side-scrolling battle or like uh, combat games are kind of coming back with Battletoads, streets of rage 4 and river city girls this year i think of the those three i, I definitely prefer streets of rage 4 over all of them just because i think it's a little faster maybe i just have more experience with streets of rage 4 too or streets of rage in general yeah the, the one thing with that i agree with you that it felt a little slow at first but if I remember correctly, the original River City Ransom was like that, and you, you know, power. There's a level bit of up. RPG element, so you get faster throughout the game. Yeah, I did notice I was leveling up. I didn't get to the point like I leveled up like one or two times. I didn't really understand what the level up was doing for me. I just didn't really look into it that much. So I, I do want to go back and play it. I thought there were some things that I was just comparing it too much to Streets of Rage Four. And those mechanics, which I think was kind of bugging me. Now, what I do like is there's a block, though I could never really get it to work. Uh, And the other thing I didn't like that I do love in Streets of Rage 4 is that if you get close enough to someone, you like automatically grab them. And then you can do some moves. Whereas in this game, you have to hit them enough where they fall down and then kind of become dazed before you can grab them. So that aspect I found doesn't really work because in streets of rage four the grab mechanic can also act like um 
what do you call it? Like almost like an area of def- of attack or area of defense where you grab them and then you kind of throw them backwards and then you knock other characters, other enemies away from you. Gives you a little extra room to breathe. Whereas in this game, I found I was getting a little too clumped up with guys and getting beat beat that way. Uh, but overall, I didn't make it very far. Like I said, only about half an hour, 45 minutes, but definitely going to go back to it. Really, I was enjoying it so far. I definitely want to get more into the mechanics because I think that RPG aspect of it could be interesting. Uh, do you have anything else, Sean? Because I have, I have two more things I could go into. No. Okay. Uh, I played Miles Morales. Not very long, maybe an hour or an hour and a half. But I really like how they did, um, how they introduced this character and how they kind of put a twist on the whole, like, you lose your powers cliche at the beginning by him having basically like a brand new character. Like, it's still Spider-Man, but now it's a new character, so it makes sense that he doesn't have all the skills of the other Spider-Man. He has some of them, but not all of them. And then I will say also... after playing Spider-Man Remastered to get those three trophies, yeah. man, the combat is w- even more different than I thought it was. Like the really? core systems are the same, but like the gadgets are completely different. Like I don't know. I think it, it's enough of a difference to justify itself. Sorry, keep going. Well, I just said I haven't got any gadgets yet or any of those things. I haven't been able to get any of the, what are they call like action points or something like that to be able to upgrade your things, action tasks or something, but. Uh, I was liking the Venom Power, they call it, which I think is a strange name for that, considering they have the Venom enemy in the game. You'd think they would have named it something different. Not in the game, but in the universe. Yeah, I was going to say. I don't know if Venom's in the game, but uh, he's in the universe. Uh, So I felt that like kind of a strange name. But overall, I liked it. I like how like subtle things are added to the game so like a lot of the stuff is the same you got the J. Jonah Jameson radio station you got some other radio stations like podcast but then Miles will like put a little comment in as you're swinging just to give it a little change of pace also there's like a like a soundtrack that's playing while you swing around which I don't think was in the first game so you have almost like he's listening to music while he's swinging around the world at least in the beginning. I don't know if that changes later on. But that's a nice little twist where you have this sort of soundtrack throughout the whole game of music that's playing, which I found nice. And I, I, I'm not sure I'm sold on the Venom power only because the um, button presses to get it to activate sometimes feel a little strange to me. Like I can't always get it to work how I want it to do. And there's been a lot of like press L1 and X and square at all at the same time to do like the power slam move or whatever. And I have a feeling that maybe the amount of skills is going to go up throughout the game. There's just going to be tons and tons of button combos you need to remember. So not only do you have like the circle triangle finisher, but now you have this like L1 plus all these buttons. Like I guess L1 is your venom. Yeah. Just activates that power. Yeah. It's kind of like, yeah, I hate to be a, a typical gamer, but get good, bud. It's it's not. <laughs> well, like I said, I'm only a half an hour in or an hour in. I'm not very far. Um, now, I must say, this game at first had the same issue I had with Watch Dogs, where you fire it up. The first open area mission is like swing super far away to get to your point. And 
you know, I think it works okay in this game only because I think it makes some assumption that you've played Spider-Man already. You know how to swing pretty efficiently. Maybe you're just kind of getting back into it. But it did seem like it was just it was too far away. Like, I don't know why they need to put that initial area too so far away. It was fine. I got there. It worked. But I mean, I didn't I chime in with Watch Dogs. I did not think the mission was that far away. If you get in a car, okay, it was well, like it was like you know thirty seconds. But well, that's the thing, though. There this guy's time is car. way too precious. It is way too. <laughs> precious. I got I got four <laughs> library games to play in a week. I gotta get them in. <laughs> but anyways, I, I'm not very. Far I assume with Spider Man, it is so you, like for people who haven't played to learn how to swing. Like, yeah. And they do have prompts, obviously, to like teach you how to swing. So that is obviously the case. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I, I wasn't as opposed to it as I was in Watch Dogs because Spider-Man actually was giving you tutorial prompts on how to do it. Whereas in Watch Dogs, it's just like, here's the world. Uh, you should know you need to get in a car or steal a car or whatever. Um, and then, the la- But then going on, the last thing I played was Animal Crossing New Horizons. Got that at a library. Kids are loving it wife's loving it i'm barely playing any of it but uh my island is conveniently progressing at an extremely fast race because or extremely fast pace because marisa just is insane with the amount she's putting into this game but well that's good i mean uh the kids are loving it i think it'll probably be a a santa gift for the kiddos but um it's it's uh i'm liking it it's nice it's kind of relaxing there doesn't seem to be an end game from what I can tell. And there's like little tricks to do that we've been looking up that make it a little more um, accessible, I would say, or, or a little time-saving thing. Because there are a lot of things like uh, you need to collect that could be could take a while if you're not sort of like optimizing it. I'm speaking speaking specifically of like hitting rocks to get the iron nuggets or whatever you need. Oh, yeah. That could take a while if you're not really like doing it in the optimal way. You're not like digging two diagonal holes so you can't get pushed back, are you? Oh, you? hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I see you also watch that video. I, I, I read about it. I did not do it. I I could just like aim it and do it that I get eight every time, which is enough. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm fine with the eight. You're a pro star. Pro star, yeah. Uh, uh that's really it for me but overall like enjoying animal crossing i think uh i think the game of the year nomination may have a covid bump uh kind of popped in there i don't know it's still a fun game it would probably be my number two it'd be pretty close between that and the last of us part two for my uh Runner up for Final Fantasy. Look at this guy. Astro's Playground just keeps getting knocked down and down after this guy is talking about Game of the Year for this thing. It's number one, but I understand that it's like a really short game. It's but that short experience was the most fun I've had, and really, it's all for Sean. Sean platinumed it. Uh, Even though I said this before, he platinumed it. It's it's the ultimate confirmation of what I already felt inside. (laughs) <laughs> let's be honest it's not a covid bump it's a nintendo bump because they had to have a nintendo game in those game of the year nominees all right let me should have been paper mario probably let's be honest now here, but i have not played should have been paper mario what do you mean it's a good game no it isn't uh anyway 
The have you played it? <laughs> no, I've, every review is like middling at best, and that's with the Nintendo bump in those reviews. So, anyway, I gotta I never, say, I never got pulled into Animal Crossing. No, I have not played uh, the Hyrule Warriors, Age of Calamity, yeah. whatever it is. I had pl- briefly played the Hyrule Warriors for the Wii U. Now, this is pure speculation. Okay, maybe this game is amazing. But the reviews for Calam- uh, Age of Calamity are pretty good. Like, I've seen nines. I've seen, yeah. like, much higher reviews than I anticipated for this game. And correct me if I'm wrong. The gameplay of this game, the core gameplay, the combat in this game, is the exact same combat gameplay as Dynasty Warriors, which everyone said is the most boring, trivial combat and basically would get fives or sixes every time it got released. Correct? Pretty much. So Pretty you, much. you I skin mean, that in a Nintendo universe and all of a sudden it's a nine? How is this possible? I mean, it's 100% the Breath of the Wild connection. Now, I don't know. They're, they're, from what I saw, they're talking about the story elements. People seem to be digging that and, and saying that there's a more ambitious story here than there was in Hyrule Warriors and I assume some of the other games in this genre. But yeah, I mean, for what I saw in the demo, I mean, I'll I'll pick it up at some point probably, but... And again, I'd have to play it to weigh weigh in on this officially. I certainly was not enthralled with Dynasty Warriors games and the combat and stuff like that. I'm sure there's a fan base. They made nine sequels or however many sequels, but... I just can't believe all of a sudden, like something, this has got to be. I I think you got to look at who's given it the nines, though. Like, there's only a couple valid outlets, or I shouldn't say valid, but like more well-known outlets. Like IGN gave it a nine. Yeah. Shaq News gave it a nine. That's it. Then you have... GameSpot gave it an eight. Nin- Nintendo Insider gave it a nine, obviously. <laughs> Uh-huh. Nin- Nintendoros gave it a nine, or sorry, uh, <laughs> or nine five. Yeah, but yeah, like it's not that many nines from what I can see here. It only has a sorry, Gamespot gave it a six. Okay, that's good. Thank, thank you. Okay, All right. maybe I'm just crazy. Nintendo World of Report gave it an eight five. Like, it's a little. Uh, I guess Destructoid gave it an eight five. That's that's crazy. That is crazy. Anyway, just had to get it, get that in there. Get the Nintendo fans blood boiling out there. <laughs> Sorry, you know I'm right. Uh, anyway, we done? Is that it? It's pretty long. I think that's it. Okay, check us out on YouTube.com forward slash Game Junk. Oh, we gotta S- mention smash that everyone, subscribe, hit those buttons, do no, whatever you gotta do. I'm just saying, <laughs> the listeners answered Dwyer's call to action last week. Dwyer said, "Let's get up to 325." We crushed it. We got up to 334. An extra 10. Huge. Well, subscribers, we're just ripping up the subscriber chart on YouTube. Soon we'll be taking over YouTube. I'm not going to subscribe and everyone. I don't know. I'm not going to quote numbers, but if you are listening, you know, check it out on YouTube. Put some comments on there. I like the, I do like the way comments work on YouTube. At least it's pretty, uh, it's a better comment engine than a lot of the stuff we have. So, uh, throw some stuff on there. 
say let me hello. throw a little thing out here too. Let me say I'm curious if anyone that follows the show, either on YouTube or the, the podcast, if anyone didn't find us through Film Junk, if there's anyone out there that just stumbled across our show, uh, let us know. I'm curious. Gamejunk.com. No, wait. Gamejunkpodcast at gmail.com. Or <laughs> you could drop a comment in the YouTube. That's right. All right. Well, Huck is out of rum. He needs to refill. <laughs> I do. To get primed for a late night VR session. <laughs> anyway, right. uh, thanks for listening. VR. We'll see you next week. Hopefully, there will be at least one thing to talk about because right now, I don't know what that's going to be. <laughs> we'll, we'll juice it somehow. See you then. Bye bye.